2: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Uh, My name is Ricky and of course I am joined by my friend and co-host Clive. Good evening Clive, how are we doing?
3: I'm alright sir, I'm looking forward to tonight's event.
2: As am I, as am I. Um, So before we introduce our two guests and before we talk about another NXT pay-per-view card, I just want to say um, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, um, who are the best in men's below the belt grooming Manscaped Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels, they obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience and I'll speak from first hand, I used it for the first time last week and everything is perfect down there
3: before before (laughs) or after is this another perfect Ricky thing?
2: Yeah, I mean, I did actually didn't take before and after photos. Like I promised, I would. I, I, I don't think that's appropriate to put it on Twitter.
3: No, I will ask uh, Martha Jannetty that
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's like say we said last week we've got two guests coming on, um, and fortunately they're both available and they're both here. Um, the first person is one half of Keeping It Strong, so um, the boss himself, Mister Jeremy Donovan. Good evening.
1: How are we doing? evening guys, doing good man, thanks for having me on again. Good
2: to have you on, it's been a while. Um, yeah. And our second guest is one half of the longest running podcast on our network, One Nation Radio, and that is Mr. James Boyd.
0: Yes, I know you're disappointed that you guys didn't get rich, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
3: quite the way to introduce yourself there. <laughs>
0: I didn't. I really didn't have anything good, so I might as well be self-deprecating.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, just to just to like help boost the ego. Like we never we never asked Rich at all. We went not for you. <laughs> Wait, like, a again. Just to just to help boost your ego, there. Like we never approached Rich at all. We decided we were taking James. Um, so sorry about that, Rich.
0: Yeah, but that's only because like Rich like hates NXT now, so. <laughs> that's
2: true. <laughs> Um, Like I said, so, we've got, so, two weeks ago, mine and Caleb done our cards. Last week, Clive and Rans done their cards. And this week, we've got, like I say, Jeremy and James coming on to do their cards. Um, Just a quick rundown, once again, of the rules before the guys get into their picks. So, we've got an NXT card that's going to be an NXT men's title match, a women's title match, tag titles, um, and then the North American title as well as two random matches and those random matches can, can consist of any match as long as it's not for one of the titles that have been mentioned um, it can be for the NXT UK title and it can be any non-title match it could be or a blood feud whatever people want and you obviously can't use the same wrestlers twice um, so gents, which one do you want to go first?
3: Who's confident? I'll go first okay
0: yeah, uh I'm basically going down the line. So my North my NXT men's title match is Almas versus Gargano at uh Takeover Philly. Uh my women's title match is Sasha Bailey Brooklyn 1, which I'm sure like swept the whole thing if not I don't know what's going on. Um my North American uh match is the North American Ladder Match from New Orleans in 2018. Um my tag match is strong in o'reilly versus mustache mountain from i believe that's brooklyn 4 um and then my two wildcard matches the first one is uh walter bait nxt uk title match <coughs> oh i'm sorry I'm, I'm losing my mind um i take that back about the uh mustache Mountain. i meant the um undisputed era and um undisputed era of uh O'Reilly and Fish versus the Broserways from Portland this year. Right. Um, and then my wildcard match is Walter Um, Bate, NXT UK title match from TakeOver Cardiff. And my last wildcard match is Zane Nakamura from I believe that's San Antonio from
3: 2016. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first time out of, this is the fifth one we've had and that's the first for Almas and Gargano. Is that right, Ricky?
2: Yeah, like I say's I said it last week, I think I said it when we recorded uh, my pay-per-view, it was like, that's my biggest regret, and I still regret it now, that I never put Almas-Gargano on, Um, partly because I had Champa and Gargano, Um, Mm -hmm. and I think I said last week, Almas and Gargano was the best NXT match I've seen. Um, A lot of people feel that way. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think this pay-per-view match would better my own (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view. Um, so, I don't, like I said, if we, if you want to sit and talk about each individual match, um, like I said, I've made my feelings clear about the first match that James named there, Gargano and Almas. Like I said, I think it's hands down the best match I've seen in, in under NXT. Um, yeah, like I, I can't really add too much more to that. Like I said, I think that match is just literally perfect from start to finish. Um, so, uh, Jeremy, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, this is a, overall a really great card that James put together. I mean, a lot of my matches are very similar to what James put together, so I don't know if we want to run down my card, and then I guess we can have like, a big discussion on all the matches.
4: Yep. Yeah, I'd yeah, think. we
1: could do it, yeah. Okay, so uh, I named my uh, Takeover NXT TakeOver jurisdiction.
4: Oh, nice. <laughs> Insider! Deep cut,
1: so uh, and so, I'm starting from the opening match to the main event. So opening the show with NXT title match Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain from TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Uh, following up with Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn from TakeOver Dallas. Followed by the NXT women's title match Bailey versus Sasha Banks from TakeOver Brooklyn. Um, then I followed up with a... Um, another wild card match so it's the NXT UK title match with is Walter versus Pete Dunne from TakeOver New York mm. then in the semi main I have the North American um, ladder match from New Orleans and then my main event is also Gargano versus Andrade from TakeOver Philadelphia
0: we picked four of the same matches <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny
3: uh, See that's going to happen because, obviously, there are many many takeovers that are just above, well above average, but there are certain yeah. matches that stick out, especially within the individual divisions that we've slotted them in. But that's now for the wildcard ones. Sammy and Nakamura has come up a couple, a few times now. Yeah,
2: because picked up last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've got three. The same for James. I had the same tag title match. Obviously, the same women's match, um, North American title match as well. And at four, because I had Walter and Tyler Bate as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and actually, Josh, before listening to our podcast, and I won't say anything. Actually, we'll, we'll leave that. Um, but yeah, four of four of the same. I think three I've got the same as Jeremy as well. Um, but as Clive says, I think we're going to get a lot of people picking the same, especially when it comes to that women's match. Um you know like I know Ranch picked what did Ranch picked last week was a um
1: I've got Rans Asuka and Ember Moon, right? Ember Moon. Yeah.
2: So did I'm assuming he
0: picked the the Brooklyn three match, right because that was the best one of their two.
3: <laughs> yeah, I they picked the sequel, yeah. Okay. I had Brooklyn two on my phone for some reason there. That was definitely the third one, yeah. Brooklyn 3 mm-hmm. just so I'm doing it because I'll be doing a wee sort of I was thinking about doing a poll on the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group take some screenshots of everyone's picks and then do a poll in that group see what people thinks the best one so whoever's out of the six of us is the, the takeover booking champion
1: <laughs> Sounds good but yeah, when it comes to the the women's title match I think that was definitely the one slot where it's like I mean, there's a there are like a ton of great women's matches, but if you're trying to put together the absolute best card, like Bailey and Sasha Banks at Brooklyn, hands yeah. down, I think is the number one pick to pick. I know, like you know, Rance picked the Ember and Asuka. I know I've heard some people talking about picking the the women's Fatal Four Way, and I know I mm-hmm. think Josh says since he has another option that he thinks it's actually better um, than Bailey and um, Sasha, but I won't spoil that here. I'll let him you know enter his card in but i don't know i think bailey and sasha's best bell to bell women's match nxt history the story going into it was just so great um and you know sasha just being the ultimate heel and bailey being this underdog bay face and everybody wanted to see her win and just throughout the match sasha just being a jerk stomping on the arm pulling off izzy's um hair bow like it was just so much great like character this is perfect like great character work great build great actual entering action, like, this is, like, the perfect package of a match right yep. here.
0: Yep. So, you are so into, or, like, that feud was so good that, like, you actually, like, merged that match with the, uh, Iron Woman match. Like, she, Sasha pulled off a of Izzy's headband when they went back into uh full cell in the Iron Woman match, but, like, there was a spot <clears> where, <throat> uh, Bailey had the Dusty Rose, like, uh, casting on her arm, and, you know, part of that got ripped off in the middle of the match. That was also, you know, the arm that Sasha stomped on um, when she rolled back, when Bailey was reaching for the ropes, when Bailey was in the bank statement, and she, you know, rolled her back to the middle of the ring, kicked off the bottom rope, and then slapped her back into it. Like, I mean, I think it is at, I think it's now, at this point, the second greatest women's match in WWE history behind only uh, Bayley, I don't know Bayley, but Becky and Charlotte from um, Evolution in 2018, right. but like it, either way it's still just like I think it's, it's those two it's almost like uh like who's the greatest wide receiver in NFL history is like okay it's Jerry Rice it's Randy Moss and then it's everybody else like I think those are the two that stand like at just on a different level compared to the rest like no knock against Ember and Asuka no knock against the woman's four way um, no knock against women's war games or EO versus uh, versus Candice but like they just were not on <coughs> that particular level that we're talking about
3: that um, the last women's standing match I think that was pretty much an overwhelming victory for votes when we did the main roster best ever card uh, so many people picked that one and I can understand why J- James see that am I right in saying you were not full sale for the respect Take the yeah. respect so I can under like I've got no issues with you picking Sasha versus Bailey one, but I would have thought that maybe with you being there and that was a a crazy crazy, crazy atmosphere that night, maybe that would have pipped it for you.
0: Um, yeah, I'm I'm big into um my experience, but at the same time, like I I also go back and rewatch them. Right. So um you know once you get past that, you can kind of get in the idea of um. Of what what other people feel about it. like for example um I liked um just off initial viewing because I was there from New york um i because that car was so incredible and I was um at a distance away like I kind of felt like um the first time watching gargano uh in cold two out of three falls at New York I felt like it didn't peak until the third fall. And then I rewatched it a second time. And I remember watching, um, the takeover 25 rematch. And I thought, you know, the takeover rematch was better on the second, you know, first initial view. And then I finally got around at the end of last year, watching the first, uh, the New York match. I was like, nah, bro. Like the people that think that this is like, the potentially the greatest WWE match ever. Like, I see why. Like, it's incredible. The, the wrestling's incredible. And then, like, once you watch the third fall and see how hard they're hitting each other, you're just like, oh, my goodness. Like, you can't feel that from a, unless you're, like, right around ringside, like, uh-huh. the shots that were, they were giving each other. So I understand why people, you know, feel like it's some um, over five-star match.
3: Right. The, the, I think, see, when it comes down to that women's match, Rance has obviously went for Asuka and Ember Moon and it is one I'll need to rewatch, but there's going to be so many people picking this women's match that I think it might just be defunct right okay let's accept that that is the best NXT women's match just from overwhelming opinion basically
2: but I also yeah. think that I also think sometimes like, well not sometimes but like just because the answer is so obvious it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing you know like I don't think there are certain picks here that I just don't think you need to overthink and I think this is the one that stood out the most it was like I could have went, like you said, a couple of different ways, but the reality is, like, <clears throat> that stands out more than anyone. And I think <clears throat> Jeremy says, like, the in- when it comes to, like, NXT, like, you know, the reality is, like, there's not too much difference between, like, some of the better matches in the sense it was like, well, we're going to be kind of picking straws here, like, you know, nitpicking was like, well, this was there was something wrong with You know, like, the in-ring quality in NXT is always going to be great. I think what really separates this is because this was... It was just a months on, months upon months of the storyline, and, and obviously Sasha being this horrible, horrible heel, and then Bailey ultimately, you know, um, getting her crowning moment, and you know, it, it was it was huge. Um, like I said, I think the story more than anything is what makes this so great. Like, like I said, in ring work, you know, is going to be great, but the story was just unbelievable, and I think that's what that that I'll always remember from it, and I think that's what carries so much weight when you're talking about the greatest NXT matches, because I don't think you can ever forget just exactly what the story was and, and how monumental of a victory it was for Bailey at the time.
3: Uh-huh. No, it was yeah. beyond epic. It was excellent stuff.
1: Also, you can't forget about the, um, the super poison Rana spot
4: that's oh.
1: like instant highlight, and I think that was at a time where they weren't really doing Poison Rana's yet in NXT and but of course all over the world and over the Indies, like Poison Rana was like the number one spot and so to see it in a WWE ring and then to see it off the top rope and to see it with two women, like it's put that moment like over the top.
3: And it was perfect as well. It was just textbook.
1: Yeah.
2: So Um right, so sorry, Koi. No, on you go. I was gonna say we'll move on to another pick that both guys picked, um, <laughs> Clive, I know you're not a huge fan, but um, we over it? the North American title match. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so obviously, like I says, Clive didn't particularly like this match. Um,
3: strong, they, they're strong words. They're strong so words. Well, you're not
2: a fan of it then. Um, I, I say like, this, this was my pick as well. Um, I, and this was obviously the, the debut of uh, Ricochet as well. Um and I, I remember talking and, and I, I love the EC three and Adam Cole spot and then Adam Cole starts super kicking everyone and I even say like it was the two big guys on the match, Kelly and Dane and Lars. Uh, Lars yes, yeah. Like they I was like, bro, no, like you normally sometimes don't associate like big guys standing out in these kind of matches or even having these kind of matches. Like I thought they two played played their part really, really well as well. I thought they looked really strong. Um like I says, overall I think this was I thought it was a ter- terrific match. Um you know, and for the highlight probably would be when um Ricochet comes flying off the top rope and Adam Cole meets him a super kick. Um yeah, like, overall I just thought this match was was excellent. Um I think it opened the card that year. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes. yeah, yeah, like <clears throat> big fan of this match, big big fan. I think the only disappointing thing of the unfortunate thing is we don't have like like a deep, deep history of the North American <coughs> title, and so we only were really, really I think we we're only like single digits where we could have matches we could have picked from. Um, but like I say, this was this was my pick, and it was uh, I still really, really like it. Um, still one of the better ladder matches we'll probably ever see, or certainly for, for a while.
0: Yeah, I think the thing about the North American title in NXT is that the people that have had it. Um when it comes to this kind of uh you know exercise or whatever else, um you want to deploy their their champions elsewhere. Like you want to deploy Adam Cole somewhere else, you want to deploy Ricochet somewhere else, you wanna deploy uh Johnny Gargano somewhere else. Like if the <laughs> North American title match was off the table and I still had to do this um exercise, I I guess I would go with um Keith Lee and Dijack from Portland this year because I still can't, like, like, obviously the best singles match that's been done with the uh, North American title has been, like, was Phoenix with Ricochet and Gargano, but, like, you can't wait, you can't quote-unquote waste Johnny Gargano on a a damn near five-star match because he had, that's, like, his fifth or sixth best match in in TakeOver. So, like, it's really hard when it came to the strategy of trying to figure out, like, all right, who are your guys, who, like, who are the people that, you know, or your best matches or whatever else, and how to deploy this to try to fill out all six matches as best you can.
3: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Quite a lot of strategy is involved in putting it together. Definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly what like you were saying, James. You know, as as we're putting the card together, you're looking at also there's several key guys you want on the card. You want Gargano, you want Cole, Andrade, you know, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bay, like more Zayn. Right. Like you have all these big guys that you have to fit in the card and. Like you mentioned, yeah, when you're narrowing down, all right, which five-star match of <laughs> Johnny Gargano's am I going to put him in? <laughs> and it's like, well, why not make it your your main event and the world title match and close the show off with that with that banger? Um, and Then you got to find some place for Adam Cole and Ricochet. I mean, you could have put their uh, singles title match on there, but putting together this, ma- this card, why not throw a gimmick match on there and get more buys on the card? You know, you get yeah. um, EC3 and uh Belveteen Dream and some of these other guys that were you know top stars in NXT and you get all these guys six and one and then that match is just incredible. I remember we watched that match you know in our little rental in New Orleans um, the next day after because we went over, we went to the Ring of Honor show that next so we watched it the morning mm-hmm. of and just just seeing how great that was and just you know we we're all big fans of Ricochet before coming to NXT so seeing him on a WWE stage especially when. You wouldn't think he would be like on a big stage like that. That was cool. And just the spots he was doing. And then um, EC3 was just killing himself in that match. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, he did an interview. Um, I forget who it was. He was on a podcast last week talking about it. Like, he's like, Yeah, I know that I'm not a flashy guy. So I'm like, I got to kill myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I think for me, like him coming in and doing that, you know, given what his rep was and given that, you know, you look at him, you're like, Oh, that's just a WWE, that's just a Vince McMahon body guy. And you see how he is trying to murder himself on multiple occasions throughout that match um, to get it over. And he didn't. Like, like I feel like they did nothing but ingratiate himself to the, you know, the anti-Vision Man's professional wrestling types. So, like, you go out there and, you, and like, you're willing to, you know, take a beating, you know you know, take all these bumps through ladders and get sandwiched and, you know, could potentially cause internal bleeding to try to get a match over. I felt like that did, that carried him a lot of favor and that led to, you know, with the the music and his charisma, that's why he ended up getting over as a baby face for a while in NXT until, you know, they moved him out of there.
3: Yep, yeah. They, he ended up having a match with Velveteen Dream the next takeover, which wasn't that great, was it? Was it that one? Um, yeah.
0: yeah. It yeah. was the, that was Brooklyn, that was Brooklyn 4. Right.
3: Oh, all right, it was a SummerSlam weekend. That's right.
0: Yep, yep. And then it didn't work. It didn't work over well. But you know, ultimately, I think the Velvet or EC3. Like the second you saw him and saw the match he was having, I was you just thought like, this is meant to go to the main roster, and they'll deal with that there because like he's a great promo. He has great charisma. He's he's the kind of quirky charisma that like means that he can do some comedy and do wacky stuff that Vince wants, and then he gets there. And they basically made him, like, a male gigolo. Like, he was just a man for hire.
4: Yeah. It
0: was weird. <laughs> it was really weird that it didn't work out because it's like, if if he can, if this don't have nothing to do with, doesn't want that dude to work, like, who is he going to, like, get behind to try to, you know, try to make in the future?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, because that was, that was just a general consensus when they first signed with NXT. Whatever was was saying, you know, like, this isn't a typical NXT guy. You like, you're kind of going to have to wait until he gets to the main roster before you kind of maybe start to see him flourish a little bit. Um, and like you say, it's like he just comes across like what Vince would want in his wrestlers, um, and it just never worked out like that. Mm. that yeah, was he
1: was say- he was saying in in the podcast interview. I think maybe was on it was with Jericho. Yeah, I was talking to Jericho. He was oh. saying that. You know, he got called up to the main roster, and they were doing these vignettes of him at his pool. And you know, he was you know being over the top. And then Vince saw it, and he was like, "You're too over the top, pal." And then <laughs> they started doing they started doing the promos where he's like in the mirror flexing, and he's like, "Well, Vince thought I was I could only do over the top, so he didn't want me to talk at all. So he only just wanted me to you know look in the mirror and flex. And he's like, Vince, I can I have other ranges. Like I don't just you know." I'm not just over the top, I can do serious, I can tone it down, like but apparently Vince wasn't having that. So but it's so weird, you know, he's a guy that was in their system at one point. He was on the original game show NXT as Derek Bateman, left, got in incredible shape, jacked, went to TNA, had a world title run, uh, that was pretty good, and like normally guys, you know, like Drew McIntyre that leave, get in better shape, have world title runs, come back and eventually get some kind of shot. But yeah, it's once he got to the mainstream, it just really not got out the gates for him.
0: Mm. It, it just it just it doesn't make it doesn't sit well for me because it's like somebody with that much personality, charisma, and like my skills, and like versatility to do comedy, do serious, like I thought y'all I thought y'all like to say y'all don't like pro wrestling, y'all want to do movies. Like if you ask somebody with that kind of range, deploy him. It was it, it was just weird to me. It's like you Okay, so like this whole batch of people, like he was in that batch with like Lars, who I don't know where Lars is, right? Like um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, um, and then, or and also um, Heavy Machinery is like. You mean to tell me out of out of out of that group of people with like this five ten like like statuesque a blonde woman EC three. Like the people that they end up working out for y'all is like Nikki Cross as like a bottom of the mid card uh, baby face, waiting to get turned on any day by Alexa Bliss, and, or and, and Otis like Otis is meant to be a prelim comedy person that sticks around forever. Like he's meant to like replace the Heath Slaters and Art truths of the world, and like that's a that's a role that's worth that's that's you know that's that's me make some good money you know without having to take a bunch of crazy bumps. So good for Otis, but like that's the best you do. Like Ricochet, like Ricochet came in the next batch uh, along with, uh, um, Alistair Black. Black. Alistair Black gets protected just so that he can get his ass whooped, like by Seth Rollins. Like it's all worth. It, we protected him so that we could not protect them anymore. Like you're on your own now. This is really weird. That whole batch and crop of NXT talents from the last uh, two years.
3: Uh, well, you brought up Velvet Dream a minute ago. And speaking of velveteen dream, we at Social Suplex have the grooming product for you. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, oh my
3: Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Uh, the Manscaped engineering team just spent eighteen months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and released a new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscapes' advanced skin-safe technology. Accidents are finally a thing of the past, uh, and this is a premium product. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, just in case you're quite bushy downstairs. I don't know why they, they tell us this part. Uh, the water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features about it is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Maybe you can do some shadow puppet work as well. <laughs> uh, and they've also upgraded to a 7000 rpm motor with quiet stroke technology. Don't forget about the charging stand. You can show your more off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to this right now, first of all, I apologise for the lead-in to this, especially since the boss of Social Suplex is on, but I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. So trim that drunk of yours, and you can get 20% off, plus free shipping, if you use the code SUPLEX when the checkout area at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Ricky, would you like to move on from this awkward moment? Thank you.
2: <laughs> that, that, that was probably the best. And one and only time that you've nailed it without making any kind of mistake
3: I was trying to get over my really bad taste joke
2: <laughs> yeah um right okay um what else matches did we have the same year? um both uh, Nak- Nakamura and Zane. yeah I-, I joked and I mean it's not really joking because it's probably the truth uh this is like Nakamura's one and only good match in WWE <laughs>
4: That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: not fair. <laughs> no, that was that was awesome. Like I think the thing that kind of stood out the most maybe was just right before before Nakamura's music hit, like he, there's a the image of Sami Zayn kinda of sitting in the corner and he's smiling, you're probably you're obviously thinking to himself like this is going to be a great fucking match. Like he's looking yeah. forward to. It. Like you know, you could, you could see that coming through the TV. And I remember eh, when William Regal initially made the announcement to Sami Zayn, saying, that, "Well, you don't have an opponent. Here's your opponent, and it was it, Nakamura on the screen." Um, I, like I said I do. It's kind of tongue in cheek when I say Nakamura's um, only good match in WWE, but I think it's it's by far. His best match, yeah, um, whether it's NXT or WWE main roster, and I would probably put again. Some people might say, "Well, Sami Zayn and Neville," but this is if it's not Sami Zayn's best match, it's probably in like one of the top two um, that he's been involved in. Um, yeah, um, everything about this match was just truly, truly awesome, <laughs> I and mean, that was still um, king of strong style Nakamura. I thought I said I said as well, like I thought would be if you'd never saw him prior to NXT and WWE like that was the closest thing you'll ever see of who he was beforehand Um, and yeah like match was just awesome like from the moment Sami Zayn came out the crowd were uh, uh, at a fever pitch throughout the entire match Um, probably like I said it's one of the greatest NXT matches of all time and it's one of like like I said, just that moment before Nakamura makes his entrance, like you can see everyone kind of on the edge of a seat, like you know, like really like, an all-time high. Um, I think it's a, it's, it's just it's a great fucking pick.
1: Yeah, I think the timing was perfect too because you know Nakamura just a few months ago had the the AJ Styles match at Wrestle Kingdom, which you know was an incredible match. So everybody was like still like. Hyped up about that match. When you thought, think about Nakamura, like that's the last thing you think about. Like, oh yeah, he's had this incredible match with AJ. Now he's going to wrestle Sami Zayn, one of the you know best wrestlers in the promotion and one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, there's no reason why this match shouldn't be incredible. So I think there's a, a lot of hype and excitement for Nakamura coming to NXT and just seeing what you can do. And like you mentioned, Ricky, it was it's pretty much like they just plucked you know Nakamura from New Japan and put him in NXT. He was still King of Strong Style, pretty much still wrestling the same match style. And so it was it was just yeah, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, uh take off on that. Like I think it's one of the best introductions in WWE history. Um NXT main roster whatever, like uh he comes in, he has he ends up getting the best entrance music of of the the network era uh comes out. Um he, he is like you said, like he's ported literally from that January 4th show into, you know, a few weeks later in San Antonio and he's wrestling Sami Zayn and he's wrestling a style that we thought would never be allowed in WWE. Uh, and Sami Zayn's matching him and he has like, you know, one of the greatest baby faces of, of the generation, like, you know, punching a downed opponent with his bare fist at, at a certain point, like the, the match of brutality. Um, it was a match, honestly, like when I first saw it, like, Look, I love Nakamura. I love watching the New Japan-like shows when I, when I watched it at the time, like, sporadically, but like, I, at that time, I was literally scared shitless of that and kind of wrestling. Like, is, are people really going to be doing this? We're going to bring that over here and wrestle this kind of style? And then, like, that becomes, like, what people want to do and, like, what does that mean for, you know, CTE and stuff like that? <laughs> like, I was, I was legitimately scared to death of that man of, like, Strong Style and, you know, King Roll Style and all that, and head drops and all that stuff. Um, back back then, I'm i have you know I've grown more accustomed to it, but like seeing that was just like to see that in the WWE ring at the time is like I can't believe they're actually doing this. I just couldn't believe it. It, it was an incredible match, um, and also you know it's. Rich says it's like the line of demarcation from NXT is the actual developmental brand to know this is a, this is something else we don't know exactly how to describe it yet we know how to describe it now but like it close that's what the time when it moves on to something else and also this is like you sent. also at the end this is you sending off Sami Zayn to the main roster for good and he at that time he probably was the greatest nxt performer of all time so it was like it, it had so much going for it including not just the, the incredible match like You know, like at that time, if you had told me that was the greatest match in NXT history, I would have been like, I would have had no problems with it. It just so happens that, like, it seems to have been surpassed, but, like, it definitely is um, an all time NXT, you know, match that should be mentioned for greatest matches ever in whatever, like, top 10, 15, 20 lists you have.
3: See, another thing that doesn't actually get mentioned as much, because James was saying there about it being really hard hitting, this was basically an exhibition match. And because it, it was seen that way, you could see that the, both both wrestlers were enjoying themselves and to see them lay in such hard-hitting moves and strikes and hit um, drops to the chest and all that stuff, they were doing it just for fun and the crowd were loving it. There was no animosity, nobody to boo, nobody to sort of single out for cheering, so there was a whole feel-good factor to it as well And uh, because of that because of it being exhibition you could just sit back put your feet up and just watch them with joy kick the shit out of each other <laughs>
1: yeah that was also the night where the both these guys chance was born right because, like was it right. cr- yeah oh man the crowd was loving it so much and they wanted to hear both guys they're just like both these
4: guys <laughs> both
2: these guys <laughs> kinda sad to see Sammy oh he's not wrestling a few months, but it's just kinda sad to see him now. I think um injuries have well and truly caught up with him. Um obviously you're never going to wrestle the same style on the quote unquote main roster as you would in NXT but like I said there was there was a period where this guy was like if not the best wrestler in the company then certainly like one of the top two or three. Um, and I see. in how I suppose it's kinda of similar to the Bailey thing. Like how you can mess up such a beloved baby face the way they did and, and never pushed them the way they did and booked them properly is it just it's mind boggling. Um you because know, he could have been an absolute superstar as a babyface for you because everything about him was just was was great. Um yeah. so yeah. like yeah, they messed up there. Yeah, they got the same thing, handed on a platter and I remember yeah.
1: they had that that huge um the Kevin Owens match they had, I think it was like in 2016.
0: It was like, was it Battleground? Yeah, they had that last match. Uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah. Battleground 2016, one of the like one of the sleeper like banger pay per views. Um, yeah, that was that was like the, the quote unquote last time. Um, they were they were billing that as uh, and Sami got his win, and we thought you know this might be something and. Nope, but that was pretty much the last time he had a real had a, had a. It seemed like he had a lot going for him at the time. That that last match he had with uh, Owens, or the last build match he had with Owens.
3: Uh-huh. And Kevin yeah, when remember, you went on to yeah, win the Universal a... Title like a month or two later.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was so weird because like yeah, Owens lost. so You're like, all right, so clearly they're gonna go with Zayn and try and move him up the card. But yeah, then Owens ends up winning the Universal Title and he ends up you know getting pushed to the top, and then Zayn just like, you know, free falls down the card until we don't see him anymore until he becomes a heel. It's
0: Bizarre. I remember after that match thinking, okay, they're going to put him. Sammy just won his big match. They've been doing this thing where they've been trying to book him like Daniel Bryan, where he loses, loses, loses. Well, he just finally won him a big one. Okay, cool. Where can we send that energy to? and i was to myself all right let him go fight rusev for the for the uh i think it was a us title at the time yeah nope that's for the big dog and i'm just like ah. <laughs> and and then you think about the feud with, with against rusev and it was okay so roman reigns shows up and is disrespectful to lana in front of rusev and then they start fighting why would you do this to Roman? Like, it's just like, <laughs> why would you put Roman in this feud just to, just to, you know, they have him win, to do this side quest thing for a, for a uh, secondary title. And then like, why would you make him like a jerk? And also like, what are you going to do with Sami Zayn? And then like, I guess really the answer for that is like, later towards the the winter of that year, you end up having him like do the program with Braun to help him get him over as a monster. I guess that's really all they used to capitalize off of the you know that big win at battleground really
3: we're mm. <laughs> all shaking our heads
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it's like this company cool. like... <laughs> um, what was it was it three matches you had to say or was it four now i can't remember uh,
1: we also uh, had gargano and andrade as i want to leave
2: that for last okay Okay, so um, NXT title match, as I always say, championship match always closes your pay per view. Um,
1: so we had, I think we we had two different undisputed matches. I had undisputed and Mustache Mountain, and you had undisputed and rates right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: so we can um, um, wait. We'll go with the Mustache Mountain, um, and that was Jeremy's pick.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that was from TakeOver Brooklyn 4. And like we mentioned earlier, when you're putting together these cards, there's certain people you want to have on your card. Um, Roderick Strong is one of my favorite wrestlers ever, and I'm like, I got to find a spot for Roddy on this card. I love Kyle O'Reilly, I, like, I got to find something for him. Um, I love Tyler Bate. Um, you know, the Tyler Bate and uh, Pete Dunne matches were tempting, Tyler Bate and yep. Walter match was tempting, but just the way I structured my card and in a, in a way to be able to get roddy and kyle on like it just made the most sense for me to do this mustache mountain match um this was just a great matchup it's the spot where you know bobby Fish is hurt and roddy steps in and roddy and kyle just had amazing chemistry and proved to me i think is the better duo uh oh, between
4: I agree. Uh,
1: him kyle and bobby and and roddy and kyle um uh, so yeah i love roddy and kyle together it's just an excellent match and it's amazing chemistry, and yeah, you want to talk about, you know, NXT has just been the home for tag team wrestling the last couple of years, and you know you talk about your revivals and American Alphas and DIYs and just all these great teams that have come through, and then you bring in, you know, Undisputed, and you bring in Mustache Mountain from the UK, and they just they just had a spotlight, and it's just, just killed it. And they, just, they had a great robbery, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the crazy part, is, like, that is their second best match.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Like, um, like that match with, um, on NXT, like the show in this inside of Full Cell, like, like Trent Seven put on, like, a masterclass in selling in that match is like, that's like one of the best, like, matches. Like, i like, obviously, like, my opinion doesn't matter more than anyone else that watches wrestling, but, like, I feel like if you were someone that was aspiring to be a wrestler, like, you have to watch that match and plug in just to watch Trent Seven sell in, in that match alone. But, um, but back to the actual takeover matches. Like this was like the pull out all the stops thing. And it didn't have like the same story of, you know, one guy's been the other one. Let's isolate the the pin eater and, and torture him to death. But like, it was still, it was still played on to an extent, just not, not as well as the first one, but like, it was a great few. It it really was. And honestly, like this would have been my pick I, on, I, on my second card. I made two lists, uh, whether or not I was allowed to use the, uh, uh, takeover, UK or NXT UK stuff, uh, NXT UK takeovers. Um, so if I was not allowed to have used the NXT uh, UK takeovers, this would have been my tag match. Um, but like, I end up settling settling for uh, away <laughs> versus Sorry. Fish and Old Fish and O'Reilly. And I also agree. Like, I honestly feel like the only person I really um, with an opinion that I respect that that likes Fish in O'Reilly more than Roddy in O'Reilly is Josh. That's really the only person I really feel that I know that says that, that I actually care about what they say.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just one of those It's one of those things, you know, and, and I watch a lot of Ring of Honor too, and, you know, Kyle mm-hmm. and Fish as Red Dragon were an incredible team. They yeah. had great matches with the Bucks and a lot of teams in Ring of Honor, the Briscoes and the, the, the Junior Tag League stuff in New Japan, and they are an awesome team. And, you yeah, know, yeah. Bobby Fish is good, but you know, I've always liked Roddy Strong uh, as a singles guy. He's, like I mentioned he's a, one of my favorite wrestlers. But there, I don't. There's just no doubt to me that him and Kyle together were just better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like you get more. It's more athletic. Like and there's, they're not the same. Like when I when you get once you put Fish in, Fish is like okay, slightly less athletic, less charismatic O'Reilly. Like when he's in the ring, and it knows not I it. Like having two Kyle O'Reillys, you know, effectively. And playing heel is awesome, but it's like Roddy just has so much explosion and snap and a motor. Like, he's just – like, Roddy's just one of the best wrestlers in the world flat out. Like, it's, oh, he just yep. is. Mm-hmm. So, no rest holes. Like, I love, I love the way he wrestles so much. Uh, he ain't going back. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Like, I mean, and the thing with them is uh, their run, like, you could honestly, you could have picked the Mustache Mountain mesh um, from Brooklyn. You could have picked the Chicago match with Lorkin and Birch, where yep. uh, Lorkin ends up breaking an orbital bone. You could have picked the match in Phoenix when they finally put over um, War Raiders too. Like they, they killed it. Like that, that run with them as like champions was just. That might be the last great like championship tag mm-hmm. match run that we have in NXT, but it was awesome. Like, and I mean, it it can go against the the revival run. It can.
3: And the the. Undisputed Era the UK tournament that preceded the whole Mustache Mountain stuff Yeah, they they had a six man tag with Mustache Mountain and then it was Bobby, no Roderick and O'Reilly they lost the titles in London night two of that tournament and that was another excellent match as well so a trio, a trilogy of amazing tag team title matches between those four guys so, I'm, yeah. I'm a, in big agreement that I'd much prefer the Roderick Strong-Kyle O'Reilly pairing.
2: Yeah, I think <clears throat> I agree with that, but I also think that, you know, the Kyle O'Reilly and Fish, I, would not not that we're going to knock it or anything, like, that That was still a good pairing though, but like yeah. you said, Rod, Roddy and O'Reilly were just, you know, like that level right above it, and as Jeremy said, like, just instantly became this great tag team. Um personally when I think of NXT Tag Team Wrestling I still think the Revival are the best tag team in the world but when I think of NXT Tag Team the Undisputed Era automatically for me comes to the forefront that's the very first team I think of um, it used to be like like you said American Alpha uh, and um, the Revival but now for me it's Undisputed Era and, and I know like, if you really want to look into it but we need to remember that Roddy turned on Pete Dunne during the, that a um, tag match, and then obviously you know like you can correlate that there's a, there's been a, there's a story the entire way that ultimately brings in other members of British Strong Style um, to take on Undisputed Era. Um, yeah, and like I said, it's just unfortunate that the NXT match that they had on the TV wasn't a takeover match because that would yeah. be probably I think that could be everyone's pick perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just unfortunate, yeah. but yeah, like I should say, that's three bangers that they've produced. Um, and yeah, like, that's, an, that's another great pick.
0: Yeah, like, if I were thinking of best NXT Tag Championship matches, um, the two that really come to mind are the the second match between Mustache Man Undisputed and the second DIY Revival match in Toronto. But it's like, you know... Like how do you want to deploy Ciampa? How do you wanna deploy Johnny on your card? Like it's just like that that you never you're never gonna get around it. That. And that's the same problem you have with bait and Dunn.
4: Yep.
3: No picks for bait versus Dunn yet, actually. And that was uh Chicago twenty seventeen, I think it was.
2: Yep. Yep, yeah. Which is strongly considered though.
3: Ah, yeah. uh, definitely. Um it's good that the UK. I mean, obviously the UK takeovers have been like we've thoroughly enjoyed them, but to see the title matches in America, those takeovers and they've all been solid. It's great to see.
2: Yeah, like well the the vault the vault. I remember at the time when Vault and Pete done get uh, put on the WrestleMania weekend. You're like, that's good and bad. Very good because you know it's spotlights NXT UK. But I was I remember at the time saying, oh, I wish they'd done this at an NXT. Takeover kind of thing, and I know we got to see the rematch later on in Glasgow, um, like six weeks or so, where it yeah, was. Down that the line. was a shenanigan one, though.
3: That ended. Uh, yeah, it was still a good
2: high. though. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. That was the only thing I remember at the time, just saying, oh, "I really wish you just put this on it." I think if you put that match on an NXT UK takeover, I think that would have sent like a strong statement in the sense that we take this brand serious. But you know, like the moment you put Volta into that brand, I think it. it I don't want to say it, it legitimized it because you still had some great wrestlers, but I think it certainly brought more eyes to it, and a lot of people were like, "Oh well, okay, they are taking this serious. It not just a yeah. you know British wrestlers cast off kind of thing." Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I remember after the first Blackpool takeover, and Walter comes out, and you know it's almost like a video game where like <laughs> both Walter and Pete Dunne both like do their taunts in front of each other, and you're just like. I cannot wait until the next UK takeover so they can go out, <laughs> go out here and kill each other. And I remember, you know, getting ready for the New York trip. And then, like, you hear, like, they're putting that on there. I was like, I feel so sick for these dudes. But, like, I'm going to be there, a person to watch this. This is going to be <laughs> awesome. This is going to be awesome. And look – you know, think about the match you got, and then think about what happened at Cardiff with uh, Bate and, and Walter. And is like, well, you did get the better match, but I understand. I totally would have. I totally would have wanted like what Pete Dunn was was. I in my opinion, at that point in time, like maybe the best champion outside of Okada was the best champion that we that, that was going in the world at that time. And like for for Walter to like to have to literally pry it out of his cold dead hands with like a million things and finally. To keep Pete Dunn down, which is like the, the kind of like what the Pete Dunn match, what championship match was like, you beat him, you beat him. He, he clamps back down on his mouthpiece and keeps coming forward. And like, I love that match. It was a match that I considered putting on here, but I just could, I was able to put on the Dunn, I'm sorry, the, uh, the bait and Walter match. But like, I thought about it and I remember walking out of Brooklyn at the time feeling like the best match I saw in that building in Barclays was, dunn versus
2: walter Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i think that was the best sorry jeremy i think that was the best match of that weekend and i remember saying that at the time um going into that match i just remember i was like i was like i really hope this lives up to expectation because like we absolutely love nxt uk and it was like right well if they don't deliver you know there's going to be more jokes and people saying like look it's just it's a rubbish brand blah 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 so i remember at the time like Rest needs to deliver it really has to deliver. And I just said it. it, was just that was fucking awesome. So it was it really was and I was actually at the Blackpool takeover, the first one. And when Volta's music initially hit, you know, there was kind of people like every, I remember I had a couple of people around me, we all kinda of looked at one another and then you looked over and then you realised you're like, Oh my because no one expected it. <laughs> and then when you had the image of the tomb in the ring, you were like, Oh fuck, this is yeah like I've never rewatched, and I keep me. I I've I've never rewatched that pay per view because I don't want any of my memories to be spoiled from it. But I would never ever rewatch that moment because <laughs> being there and having it live, like people lost their shit. It was just that was awesome. That was an awesome moment. Um, I gotta tell
0: you, like the the Blackpool takeover in Cardiff, like crowds are just incredible. Like I, I they're just incredible. And um I mean also on that, that Blackpool takeover, I think there is a match that could have been picked for um best takeover tag match. Like oh, um
3: like yeah, Virtual yeah,
0: Young Veterans versus um versus Mustache Mountain. That was also another like four and a half ish banger. Like I, I love that Mustache match. Mountain like you know, we just talked about it like on the on the sneak, like, they belong in the top five for greatest tag uh teams in NXT history.
1: Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, you we were talking about, you know, Walter and Pete Dunn. That, that was a match I had on my card from New York and like James mentioned, yeah, we're getting ready for New York, and you figure that match is happening. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. And I, and I feel bad for you guys, but, yeah, us being there live and getting, getting there to watch that match live was just incredible. And just like you guys, like that night, when we, just like you said, James, when we walked, when we left that building that night, in my mind, Bate and – or Dunn and Walter was the best match on that card. Um, and I, I have not rewatched this show Um but in my, that night, I guess it was like, man, that match was just so hard-hitting. And, like, we – well, James, you had different seats. You were sitting with Penichel. But yeah. we were literally all the way in the back, the very last row in the building, all the way up against the wall, like the very last row, all the way to the top, nosebleed section. And I could feel walking <laughs> chops
4: all <laughs> the
1: way up there. Like, that match was just so hard-hitting and so physical. You felt just everything all the way up there. And I was just entranced in that thing. And I love Walter. You know, Walter has become a staple of, you know, Mania Weekends for us. You know, we've been to, Mm -hmm. you know, three Mania Weekends now in a row. And, you know, he's one of the top guys in there and has great matches on all the indie promotions. So seeing him now on this big stage against Pete Dunne, and, you know, it totally delivered. Um, It legitimized that NXT UK title even more. You know, Dunne did a great job of his title reign. But having a guy like Walter, one of the best, you know, Mm -hmm. Independent wrestlers in the world coming in, signing, and winning that title in that epic war just elevated the title, elevated the brand, and like you were saying, Ricky, like bringing Walter in did help legitimize that brand more. And be like, all right, this is this is not just like a kitty table. This is where you know big boys are coming to play here, and this is a brand you need to pay attention to.
3: Do you remember? Man, do you remember field Walters field. Trop all and full sale? Sorry, Ricky. Do you remember uh, Walters Trop to Adam Cole and full sale that time?
1: Oh my gosh! Just <laughs> the soul up, there, man. Oh,
3: I can still hear it to this day, and it's still ringing in my ears. Sorry, Ricky, when you go.
2: No, and that was it. Like I say, you just never expected Butler to end up there at all. Um, and and part of you is kind of just thinking, well, when is he eventually going to go to America full time? But it doesn't seem like he'll do that, which is kind of good for us. And and speaking of that Blackpool card, like there was a. You know, Jordan Devlin and Finn, Finn Balor took place on that card yep. as well. Yep,
4: that was
2: another th- like I remember when Finn came out, like again, like that was the biggest pop of the night because again it was completely unexpected. Um, thankfully, we didn't get to see Travis Banks versus um, <laughs> Devlin. Um, that was the opener, or was that the second match? I think that was yeah. the third match. The tag match was the opener. Th- yeah, no, the opener, right. the opener was a tag, and I'm sure it was um, Dave Mastiff and. Eddie Dennis. Uh, yes, yep. And then it was Finn and and Devlin. And then it was a women's okay. match, Tony Stallman and Rhea Ripley.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, and you, you mentioned, you know, Walter's music playing. Like, and here in Florida on the Largo Loop, like, they had been using <laughs> Wal- Walter's music for Marcel Barthel even be- before Imperium, before, you know, were, that was even a thing. And they would use Walter's music for Martel Bartel. So we'll be at Largo like, wait, is Walter coming? And it, would just, <laughs> it would just be Martel Bartel. I'm like, uh, they, they trolled us. And so when you heard the music at Blackpool, it was like, are they like doing something with uh, Bartel now? And then Walter actually comes out and like, all right, here we go. <laughs> oh,
2: God. Um, so with spoke we'd mentioned, it's like this. So James went with um, Walter versus Tyler Bate. Yes, sir. That's. I also went with that. <clears throat> I think so. Before I let James in it, like <clears throat> I think it was a better match <clears throat> out of the two. But I think Walter and Devlin, Walter and Pete Dunn, maybe meant more in the grander, grand, in the, uh, grander scheme of things. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. that Devlin and ugh, Devlin again, uh, Tyler Bay and Walter match like. I remember watching it and I thought it was excellent. Personally, I think it might have went a few minutes too long, but that didn't take away my enjoyment of it at all. Um, you know, because sometimes some matches feel like, you know, you've ruined it by going five minutes too long. But no, like I thought everything about this match was absolutely fantastic. And let's say the in-ring work, that's all I really care about, um, was just off the charts. Um yeah, but I I picked it. I thought it was a great fucking match, and it's like two back-to-back bangers that Volta produced with um, guys of um, British strong style. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the build-up to that match, I watched centred around like how how he took out Tyler Bate first and then took out uh, Trent, and then before Tyler kind of came back. Um, yeah, no, this was <clears throat> by far the best NXT UK match we've had. I think the greatest thing I can say from just like a British or UK point of view is that this also still stands up with anything you'll see across the pond when it comes to NXT, you know so I think to say something like that took place over here and it stands up against anything that's produced over America I think that says a lot That's a good point
0: Yeah, um, for, I mean, I understand it's an NXT podcast, but like Straight up, I remember after uh, going through my best of 2000 or my 10 favorite matches from the whole entire world from the main roster to NXT's to AEW to Stardom to New Japan to um, whatever Jewish promotions I was watching. And just like last year for me, Bate Walter, I think it finished third for me for my favorite for favorite match of the year. Like it was just it's the best big, big man, small man match I've ever seen um, just the story of, you know, I took out his back and then you have literal mighty mouse, you know, just lifting this dude up left and right. Um, you know, the, the power bomb against the post. Um, and then like, you know, the last, I don't know, five or like 10, 15 minutes is just incredible. Um, and then, you know, you get to the end where like the, you know, he gets power bombed and, and it gets stacked up on the shoulders. He kicks it one. And w- Walter's face is just just shocked, and then you know he takes out the last bit of fire he had with that with the uh, lariat. But it was just just an incredible match. Like Bate would get would get something going, with the, with the hurt back, and then Walter would just chop him in the back. It was just
1: that's right, <laughs>
0: just an incredible match, just an incredible match.
1: Yeah, that match was awesome. That was also in like my top ten of the year. I think it was my yeah my third or fourth yeah top match of twenty nineteen yeah. and. Uh, I think it was probably one of the the best matches we watched that day. That was a day yep. that it was like TakeOver, there was the New Japan UK show, and yep. it was all out, I think. Yep, um, yep. And, yeah, and Bait and and uh, Walter, yeah, that was the best match of that day, and yeah, one of the best matches of the year.
3: It's just, I thought when, you, James, when you'd asked before we started recording, can we include, include UK TakeOvers? I thought you were going to say Jordan Devlin versus Tyler Bate because I remember you were a big fan of that match when it happened.
0: Um, yes, uh, it is probably my mm, is one of my three biggest overrated match, most overrated matches of the year. Whereas, like, I gave it a certain uh, rating, and then like the worst I felt about giving it, like, it is a four and three. Like, I gave it five stars at the time. Um, there are matches that I have given four and three quarters stars too that i feel like are better than that but it's still at worst a four and three quarter star match it was a credible match like and it was a match that um for bait i felt like was essential like he needed to get off the snide on an nxt uk takeover and, and win a match uh-huh. um so and, and the wrestling was incredible and you know the ending finish where um you know he goes up and hits the, the you know the corkscrew uh, like bait is one of those dudes where i think like match-per-match, match, you know, skill-per-skill, skill or whatever else, I feel like there aren't... I, I don't feel like there are even two handfuls of people better than him. I just don't.
3: No, I would agree there's... He hardly puts a foot wrong, ever. And he's been in a lot of big-time matches.
0: Yeah, including the main Tatum, thing is how, well. how young
1: he is. And, you know, seeing him debut in that UK tournament, the first one, I think he was 19 uh, during the first tournament, and... You know, a few years later, he's still in his young, you know, barely mid twenties, and just what an incredible performer he is at, at this age. It's like right. this guy, this guy, still probably has, you know, twenty years left probably of a career. Like yeah. there's no reason why this guy shouldn't be, you know, a top star in a promotion around the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. We just gotta get him some knee pads because he ain't gonna be. He ain't, he's not gonna have a twenty year career <laughs> without knee pads. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I think that's us on to the the last match and both of you have picked Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Almas from Phoenix, is that right? Uh,
0: yeah. Phil- no, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Philadelphia yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix team... was that same, was the Royal Rumble uh, takeover for the year after.
3: Right. At the time, I think War Games 2018 pipped it later on for me, but Philadelphia, at the time, that was the best takeover I'd seen. I thought it just... the. The quality of the matches got better and better as the night went on and I thought leading up to that night um, takeovers had peaked elsewhere in the matches, uh, so if it was a mid-card match or a tag title match but this was the first time in a long time that I felt the last match of the night was the best of the night, the Gargano Almas one
0: (laughs) yeah they finally put Gargano in the main event (laughs) 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 It's <laughs> like that's Really, what it came down to, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I could, I could probably go for 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 ten minutes talking about this match, but uh, I'm I'm just gonna simply say it. Like, I I don't know um, from just a technical wrestling and storytelling standpoint if there is a better match in WWE history, and I, I'm putting that against um, you know, Austin and Brett. I'm putting that against Undertaker and Sean. I'm putting that against Sean and Angle. I'm I'm putting that against like, you know, uh some of those tag matches with Austin and, and, and Benoit and Triple H and Jericho in um in the two thousand one era, era. Like I just an incredible match. Jim? Yeah. Match was incredible.
1: Um, you know, two of the better, you know, two of the best, you know, pro wrestlers in the world. In um, both those guys, it was a big spotlight for them because, you know, Gargano, they had mainly been doing, you know, DIY, he was mainly a, a tag wrestler. And and then Andrade, his push was just kind of up and down. Like he they came in with a kind of smiling baby face with suspenders, and then that wasn't really working out. And then they finally turned him heel and, you know, put him with Zel- Zelina Vega and get the ball rolling. And this was like the kind of the climax of both of their pushes and um, getting both of them in the main event scene. Uh
4: huh.
3: That was. That whole thing with Almas was weird leading up to that because it was Drew Mc- it was Drew McIntyre he beat for the title wasn't it?
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: Um, and before that they did this thing where he was just not interested and then Vega came along and for me the Drew McIntyre match was okay, wasn't anything special but when this one came along I, just, I couldn't believe what I was witnessing and I remember um, the doc Chad Matthews talking about this match and he's got some as a doctor in real life he's got some experience with this that when Andrade did the double knees to Gargano's face on the ring post at the apron yep. Gargano had this far distant look on his face as if he was mm-hmm. genuinely concussed and Chad picked up on that so that's that's some good selling there
0: yeah um, I. this was obviously you know they had their match on, like, the, you know, on the bottom half of Brooklyn 3, um, and it was a banger as well, but this was just, like, taking that and taking it to a main event level and, like, paying off all of the Zelina cheating throughout the months, um, leading to that with Candace coming out and, and clearing out that situation, and, like that might've been the time to actually have put the belt on him, but you know, they went on making him run after it and they waited another 18 months. And it, in retrospect, they probably should have chose any expert between, you know, when they decided to actually pull the trigger on Johnny and, and those in um, that, this match we're talking about. But I mean, I do appreciate the booking of we are, the NXT title meet, like winning it means a whole hell of a lot. And it doesn't matter if you're the best baby face in the company. Like you have to go on a path towards earning it. Um, and at the time, you know, it just made you, that match was so great. It was like, okay, champion stays champion. The baby face got over like crazy and, in in a losing fashion. You know, it, it made you feel like this is, this separates the haves and the have nots. And Johnny's going to have to earn it. And like, that run makes you appreciate it, but, you know, the injuries mounted up. Mm-hmm. It's an unfortunate thing looking back in retrospect over the whole history of the Gargano thing. Um, but at that time, you know, we were we were having conversations like, is he the next guy? Remember? Like, it was, yeah. it was, it was crazy. <laughs> and it was like, this is a dude that, like, I had got behind just off the strength of watching two tag matches. I wasn't even watching NXT on um, the television show like that. I was just watching TakeOver's. And I was like, "This dude's incredible," and and then like, to the go to that, get to that point is like, wow, like all of this, all of this happened like very, like seemingly out of nowhere. Like, I don't know if this was intentional, but like it seems like they're running with it. And you know, let's see where it goes. Um. I I, I yeah, I have I can talk about this forever, so I'll just, I'll just leave it at that.
3: <laughs> what are your thoughts yeah. on it, Jeremy? Then.
1: Yeah, I, I think, too, like, I know we're talking a lot about Gargano, but I think we're like to talk about Andrade a little bit. Yes. And, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, him coming in, it's baby face, and it's not working out, and I don't know, I was very surprised. I think a lot of people were surprised when he beat McIntyre
4: for the no, title,
1: because no. at the time, it seemed to be like, oh, it's just, you know, the, the challenger of the month, and McIntyre's going to beat him, and they're just going to keep pushing McIntyre, which I was fine with, but then, you know, he pulls out the win on McIntyre, and it's like, oh, okay, something different and then we're really starting to see what he can do in the ring in this heel role and then to come to this match and it was like alright maybe it's a transitional thing maybe they're just putting the belt on him to get it on Johnny and then you know he's going to lose but then he ends up winning it's like oh so they're actually going with Andrade and it's this whole push that they did with him was just Awesome, and he's he's another guy that you know you watch him outside of that to be as Lasombra. He's seen stuff in uh, CMLL. He had a, a rivalry with Nakamura in New Japan for the IC title. Yep. And you'll see the incredible stuff he did there, and you weren't really seeing that in his initial you know few months in the promotion. But then once he starts turns heel, you start to see a glimpse of what he can do, and he's really turned it on um in this match, and then just being the champion. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you talked about the transition thing. Like we thought, like you mentioned, like transition to Johnny, really it was like, is it transition to Alistair black? It was kind of like, Whoa, we didn't see that coming. But like, that was a, that was another one of those matches. Like, I feel like it's one of the more underrated matches in NXT history now. Um, because of all what happened with the two, five star matches on that same car. But it's like, almost putting over um, Alistair was a great match. And it was a great finish as well. Like, you want to do, you know, all the cheating and stuff or whatever else? All right, well, like, here's your here is your uh, manager. I'm kicking you your face while your hands are holding up your manager. But um, <laughs> yeah, like Ole at that time was just like <sighs> watching him like, because when you watch you watch him with Johnny, you're like, Johnny's like a very great technical wrestler with timing and all that kind of stuff, but like the person that is like making this work is like the better athlete, which is almost in like the how vicious he can be. Like those double running knees to the post, like and, and or into the corner, like he was vicious. Like that's, that 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 back elbow was just disgusting. <laughs> um, you know he, he would you know if it need if it needed to be like he'll h- hang you over the top of the rope and hit you with the you know that DDT with you know the, the no handed DDT is just like yeah the dude was just. The dude had so many gifts. The double, the moonsault, like the landing moonsault, the moonsaults again after okay. he lands. Like we don't give him enough credit because, like, he, his run was short with the title, and, he, and you know, it was like, well, this dude's so great. Like, you know, like it is with every massive superstar in WWE. We got to make another another Ray Mysterio, bring him up to the roster, and you know, he's doing what he's doing now. But it's like at that time, that was far-fetched and you would see the matches he had have with Ray. And you see it as like this dude is one of the best wrestlers in the world, like like a lot of the top of NXT over the over the years. Like, what happens once he gets to the main roster? And you know he would have these matches, these great team matches with with um, with Brian or with AJ or with Ray, like we mentioned. But it's just like they never decided to actually like really go with him, and you kind of just wonder why. And it, it, like it can't just be because he doesn't speak good English. Like you can find work. You know, work workarounds for that. You can. It's like stop being lazy. Just, just please, <laughs> like, like it, it. It almost became like a uh, like a comedy of sorts to see like all these NXT talents were talking about, and like they get to move to the main roster. and It's like this dude or this woman was incredible, and then they get to the main roster, and they just like something negative happened.
2: It's uh, an odd one. And yeah, you know, like I said, this is my favourite NXT match of all time. <clears throat> I think I remember it was round about this time last year where I was boldly predicting that something like, well, Almas is going to win the world title or Universal or some sort, like, maybe by the end of the year or certainly at some point in 2020. Um, similar to Sami Zayn in the sense that, like, do you realise what you have here? Like, do you realise just how gifted and great this guy is? And as James says, like, Surely, it can't be anything to do with his English because you've got a great, great mouthpiece in Zelina Vega, you know, and, and they complement each other, especially in NXT so well. And and even when Candace and Zelina Vega had that kind of altercation outside the ring during the match, like, something like that that actually added to it as well, yes. like, you know. So, <sighs> I think, for, like, for so many people that it called up, like, you know, it's like. I hate saying "called up" because it's not true anymore
4: in that sense. But
2: um, like, yeah, they, they're completely botched. It's still relatively early because it's been what, like, is it eighteen months or so? Really? But um, um, he's well, been on the main it's Maybe not even as long as that. Is it?
0: He's he's been around since after WrestleMania thirty-four.
3: That's just two yeah. two and a bit years. Yeah, it's
2: like two and a
1: half years.
2: Yeah, yeah, because it, it entered the Royal Rumble, didn't it? That year. That's right. That um, the, the night yeah, after. So two. Yep, yeah, two
0: years. Yeah, but oh, yeah. well, well, you know, like um, that did ha- like he was in the Royal Rumble that year, but like I think Adam Cole was in there that year. You know, they bring in NXT uh-huh. call ups, do whatever, uh, you know, spot here and there, or whatever else, and then. They'll take you back, like, I don't want to bring it up, but like the Walter Survivor Series thing, right? Um, so, you know, or even what they did with Riddle this year in the Royal Rumble, where, you know, they bring him in, he throws out Randy Orton on a sneak, and then, like, I don't, you know, the crowd gets excited, and then, like, well, let's throw him out with Baron Corbin for heat. Um, <laughs> uh, uh.
2: And that Vault and Survivor series thing. Yeah. I almost forgot
0: about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, but it's just funny in retrospect oh. that like actually like if, if we had known known at the time, it's like actually like the babyface in the situation was Corbin. Corbin was trying to throw out the trash.
4: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: I think that we've covered them now, so what we'll do is Ricky, yep. before we do the quiz, I'll just run through these again. Uh, yep. James and Jeremy's picks. Once my phone decides to work, you have you've got a quiz for us this week. Yes. Yes. Good man. So Jeremy's, which with with the catchy title "Takeover Jurisdiction," we have undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain from Tag Titles uh, Brooklyn Three. Sammy versus Nakamura at Dallas. Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Volta versus Pete Dunne. The North American title Ladder Match and Almas and Gargano. And for James, we've got Well
0: Well well, well can I actually name my my takeover? Of course. Yes, NXT TakeOver Retribution.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was actually what I called my main main roster pay per view was retribution. <laughs> So I had the uh, In
2: our fits. In you our know, fits. I had
3: the crystal ball for that one. Uh so James is uh,
2: I still I still st- sorry, I still maintain that Caleb probably had the best pay-per-view name when it came to the, the main roster one, the final wash. <laughs> and again, insider joke.
3: <laughs> Caleb is just an insider joke. <laughs> He's got Andrade Almas versus Gargano again, Bailey and Sasha Banks, the North American title ladder match. Uh, Fish and O'Reilly from the era versus the Broza rates, Volter and Tyler Bay at Cardiff, and also Sami Zayn versus Nakamura. So, those are the cards. As I said earlier on, we will do a wee poll to see who you think is the best one. I'll put that up on the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group at some point over the next day or two, and also keep an eye on our Twitter. There will be information on a new another T-shirt giveaway competition. So it'll be the same kind of thing as last time where you send in screenshots or just free text of your best takeover that you can put together by next Tuesday. We'll collate the results, read them out on the show in our listeners' listener submissions episode next week. And we'll pick a winner. We'll decide how to do that in due course. Pick a winner and get you a free T-shirt from wrestling, wrestling net. So, Ricky... You're going to bless us with a, a quiz this week?
2: Yep. Um, obviously, you want to tell the people your buzzer?
3: My buzzer is, oh, it's true, it's damn true.
2: And then Jeremy and James, if i have got a buzzer. Um,
1: hmm. I'm going to go with Adam Cole, baby. Uh
0: Um... I'll go with minus five stars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right here we go. Question number one: Nakamura's first singles loss in NXT was to who?
1: Adam Cole, baby. Yep. Was it uh, Samoa
4: Joe?
2: Correct. Uh, question number two. I'll give you his multiple choice for this. How many different reigns how many different reigns has there been for the NXT tag team titles? Oof. So is it 20, 21, or twenty two? Different reigns. So
1: Adam Cole baby.
2: Yep. Uh twenty one. Correct.
3: Oh, Jeremy's out the gate, early doors here.
2: <laughs> Question number three. Samoa Joe made his NXT debut at which Takeover. Not necessarily his first match, but just when he first appeared on NXT.
3: Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Yep. Uh, Unstoppable?
2: Correct. Where he came out and confronted um, Kevin Owens. Mr. Owens, yeah.
1: Horrible horrible music.
2: (laughs) 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 Question... (laughs) Question number four, (laughs) who was the winner of season four NXT? Season four, season four, Uh,
1: was that the one with the women?
3: Oh, it's true, it's damn true. Yep. I was going to say this before you said the women, Jeremy, but I'm guessing it was the Bellas?
1: No, they were they were on the main roster by then. Um Adam Cole, Bebe, was it Naomi?
2: Nope. Mm.
3: Well see am I right in saying season four was actually recently? Like they had three seasons.
2: Oh, so. If there was five in total.
3: Oh, I'm getting confused with Tough Enough. Just ignore me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, right, I'll give you a clue. Hey. Right, so your clue is... Fashion Police.
1: Adam Cole, baby. Yep. Fanda- Fandango. He was Johnny Curtis at the time. Yes.
2: Question number five. Who were the final two participants in the 2013 Battle Royal number one contender match to face Big E for the title? The final two entrants it it was just on a normal NXT show.
0: Minus five stars. Yep. I'll take a shot. Bo Dallas and Sami Zayn.
2: James gets one point. Ah, who for both
3: oh both right I thought it was one point each
2: no oh, yeah one point each so you can buzz in for this second point
3: uh-huh, but which one did he get correct both, both I thought you said both B-O-T-H <laughs> <laughs> um, oh it's true it's damn true yep a stab in the dark here. Corey Graves? Incorrect.
1: Um, Adam Cole, baby. Yep. Was it uh, Jinder Mahal? Nope. Big Jinder. I know um, he had a little pushing
2: on his tea. I'll give you the clue. Former 205 champion.
0: My five stars. stars. Yep. Neville? Correct.
2: Wow. Mm, Clive, okay. Clive, uh-huh. Clive, Clive, Clive. Clive, hang your head.
3: <laughs> How, because I didn't know about a 205 guy?
2: Yes. Yeah, come on, 205 Clive. Kill exactly.
0: him <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yeah, my name's not... 205
0: NXT. 205 Live and you forgot about the King of Cruiserweights.
3: Yeah, <laughs> my name's 205 Clive, not NXT Clive.
2: Question <laughs> <Go ahead laughs> number six. Leo Rush defeated who? And a number one contender match for the Cruiserweight title on the debut.
1: Adam,
2: Adam Cole, oh, baby. Uh, yep.
1: Uh, and Hel Garza, right?
2: No, it wasn't. So I'll, I'll finish the question. So Leo Rush defeated... Oh, it's true. It's damn one. true. Okay, and you go. Oney Larkin. Correct. Question number seven. <clears throat> Same show. Roddy Strong defeated who in the North American title match?
0: Minus five stars. Yep. Velveteen Dream.
2: Correct. Question number eight. Which title reign lasted longer? Adam Cole or Asuka? Minus five stars. Yep. Asuka. Correct. Right, so I need to. I want to change these questions around. Okie up. So this one is worth three points.
3: What's the score so far? Yeah, I should probably double-check that,
2: shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so. so Jeremy and James are on three, Clive's on two. Okay. No, no, James could be on four, sorry. Let me see,
3: let me see. Yeah, James got the last couple quickly so, then. Yeah,
2: uh, James is on four. Jeremy's on three and Clive's
3: on two. I'm the jobber.
2: <laughs> right, so this one's worth three points. Name all the participants, no, name all the tag teams, not individual participants, name all the tag teams that were in the first War Games match, NXT War Games match.
3: Oh, it's true, it's damn true. Yep. Sanity, Authors of Pain, and Undisputed Era.
2: Is that your final answer? Mm hmm. I'll give you two points. I watched this a couple of weeks ago. You should hang your head in shame once again.
4: Hmm.
1: So you got
2: two right. You got undisputed error right, and you got sanity correct.
1: Adam Cole, baby. Ah, shit. Wasn't the last team off with of the pain and Roddy Strong? Correct.
3: Oh, you wanted the whole thing? <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> well, I know, I know Roddy Strong. I wanted the teams.
3: Right. right hold
2: on. Let me... I mean, I, I did know that. It's
3: just I left that part out.
2: So, wait, is it all four points apiece? piece? Mm. It, it is. is. How am I Right, this is. So, this. Po- this... This question is worth. Let me see. One, two, three. Eight points. Oh, <laughs> 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 it's too much. It's too much work for just one point. It's too much work for one point. Right, here we go. That means, that means maybe you shouldn't. Maybe. Maybe, should. maybe you shouldn't have done the I question. I wanted to. I, I, I thought of this straight away. Right, so here we go. Name all of Asuka's opponents for her title defenses. Now, it doesn't... I know there's a couple there's a couple in there that she faced multiple times. I only need them once, and I don't need them in order. I just need all eight names.
0: Minus five stars. Yep. Nikki Cross.
2: Yep.
0: Heidi Lovelace. Uh, Ruby Riot. Yep. Ember Moon. Yep. Oh, uh, Mickey James.
2: Yep. J- James needs one more, needs one.
0: Uh, I'll, I will throw out, oh, um, Peyton Royce.
2: Correct. Do you know the other three?
0: uh no you let, let let them let them guess amongst it oh thanks
3: james that's very considerate of you <laughs>
1: yeah. well
0: um adam colebebe yep uh, Jax.
1: yep mm-hmm. that's right um emma
3: i, I think stop, that was at huh? london that was before the title i think
1: oh that was in the title match um so
3: there's two left
1: did James say Bailey? Nope. Bailey?
0: Oh, yeah, Bailey There's got one. the rematch, that's right.
3: I know the last one. Can I get a point, Fair please? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, let, let him guess, let him go, guess. For go, go for
2: it, go for it, Well,
3: if you say Peyton Royce, who else is going to be involved? Yep. Pilly And the fatal four way. That's right.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. So, James is your winner?
3: By quite the landslide, thanks to the. Bizarre question. Yeah, at I mean, the end.
2: You could have. Yes! The, the last you eight point question.
3: <laughs> Imagine doing that in the Quest Time Invitational. You'd be crucified.
1: Well, you know what? I, I'm glad James won. That way, rants can't come on here and cry about how I, I win everything. So.
3: <laughs> oh, I think that's a, a number one contender match cursed? being called out there. <laughs> So, guys, do you want to plug your stuff before we head out?
2: I mean, you're about to plug their stuff anyway. We're all on the same network.
3: I know, but they're here, so they can do it better than me. Do you know what I mean? So, James, since you won, you can give us your details first.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it, I, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but we'll, and I'll get to it, but like, if you like notice, like, the stuff that that I answered is like stuff like after like the last half of NXT's history, like when I was actually watching, like the other uh-huh. stuff, I was like, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> everything was like boom, 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 p- pick it up. But yeah, uh, you can reach me on Twitter at, or not reach me, you can follow me at, on, on Twitter at jamesboy 87 um, You can also follow One Nation Radio on Twitter as well. Um, that's really about it. Um, on Sundays, me and Rich do One Nation Radio's podcast. We do about around the world, covering stuff like NXT a w um stardom uh the main roster whenever the main roster does something really good or really bad um and anything else that comes up like you know a snoop dog in dmx versus or uh or a michael jordan documentary comes out that kind of stuff Jeremy, yep so you can follow me
1: on twitter at jeremy l donovan uh, you can follow my show at ki strong style so you guys know Young boy Josh Smith, Josh Smith and I host Keeping a Strong Style right here on this network. Drop every Tuesday. We're covering everything from New Japan Pro Wrestling, so you can check that out. Also, you can check out uh, socialsuplex.com. I've been doing weekly um, Dynamite preview columns every week for AW Dynamite.
3: And are you officially calling out Rance Morris to a, a duel of some sort? Then
1: no, I was just I was just poking fun because I I heard last week where he was you know. He was, you know, he was, you know, throwing out some conspiracy theories, saying that, you know, Josh and I win everything on Ricky and Clive, and, you know, accusing you guys of favoritism. But I think you guys have been very fair over the years.
2: I mean, I, I will say, as soon as I saw your card, I did say to Clive, that "I know who I'm picking," and half the cards weren't even in at that point, so I knew from early on what my pick was going to be. Um, no, no bias here whatsoever.
4: Well,
3: I think uh, for this takeover one, we'll we'll think of a different way to pick the winner, because that stressed me out. That, <laughs> when, like, I, I was I thought I would be losing friends and everything over it. It was horrendous.
2: The ta- the ta- picking the takeover one is going to be hard, but I'm see if we eventually do the like the worst pay per view of all time. Like that's going to be a fucking. That's going to be fun. Oh, that'll be hilarious! <laughs> like, I
4: can't wait.
3: We'll get rich on for that one
2: oh yeah yes yes oh yeah
0: just i'll just press
3: record and just say right rich on you go
0: like 2017 battleground will be on his list definitely um hell in a cell last year will be on his list um there's there's also one from 2018 that sucked as well if yeah he, he definitely has the shitty pay-per-view All lined up. Especially if you go into the WCW territory too. He has it on lock for that as well.
1: (laughs) Maybe for the uh, the NXT one, maybe all the people you've had on, we could all be judges. And then it's not you you guys. Then me, you know, Caleb, Rance, James, we could all judge with you.
3: That sounds fair.
2: That's that's such a good idea.
3: See, Mr. Social Suplex is the, the man with the plan.
2: Oh, did that. That yeah. means we need to socialise or interact
0: with Caleb even more. <laughs> See, Caleb, it wasn't me that buried you this time on the
2: network. It wasn't me. Uh, he j- he's actually he just messaged me about ten minutes ago talking about Scrubs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh dear! Right, yeah. before
1: not a surprise. Um,
3: <laughs> the other shows that we've got on the Social Suplex Podcast Network are Grown Men Watch This shit. They're in a bit of a hiatus at the moment, but they'll be back soon. Uh, get in the ring and all things elite give the podcast a 5 star review on the podcast app of your choice help us with the analytics and get us climbing up the charts I've mentioned earlier about the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group so if you're wanting to get involved in that poll head over to there and sign up um, subscribe to it we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter you can also get the podcast and column sent directly to your email inbox at socialsuplex.com if you press subscribed subscribe, not subscribed because that's just a pointless button to press uh, <laughs> the Pro net has a social suplex page if you want to get some of our t-shirts from our podcasts and don't forget, head over to com, get 20% off plus free shipping if you put in the promo code SUPLEX James, Jeremy, thanks very much for coming on tonight, that was a, a good discussion about all things NXT
0: Yeah, thanks for having us on yeah, thanks for having me. and, uh, and I can't wait your invitation to, and when we do a women's podcast. <laughs> can't wait. Well, that,
2: because actually,
0: I wasn't serious at all. <laughs> we can <wrap> it can <laughs> happen. Right.
3: Ricky, any last words? Uh, nope. <clears throat> okay, ladies and gents, thanks very much for listening, and we'll speak to you next week.
2: Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. We'll see you next time. time.